Welcome to another episode of Optimum 7 Surge Sessions, our weekly e-commerce, digital marketing, and technology podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Surge. This week, we will talk about how to conduct audits and custom development for publicly traded e-commerce companies. Now, Joe, uh, as Optimum 7 in the past 10 years or so, we've consulted a lot of companies like Intel, Dr. Pepper, uh, Dior Latin America, and some of these companies are publicly traded companies and their e-commerce operations are really not their primary concern. But with everything that's been happening recently with COVID and you know going all digital, we see that a lot of these companies now are looking into building their operation in a manner that they can be 100% digital. What that means is they might be selling on Amazon. These are big consumer brands. Some of them are electronics brands and they want to go all digital. They don't want to just sell on Amazon or just sell at retailers. They want to build their own experiences with their own customers because they are brands. But so far, what they have always done is they've used a series of, of retailers and partners to be able to distribute the products. And this is changing pretty quickly now from the requests that we've gotten in the past, I would say, um, 45 days. So when it comes to doing an audit for an e-commerce site, what are some of the challenges that you see when we work with these types of clients that are larger companies, publicly traded e-commerce businesses? So I would say that there are top three issues when dealing with these enterprise level publicly traded companies. Uh, one, they move extremely slow, uh, especially with the with the decision and, and approval process. There are many different individuals that it needs to go through before anything can move forward. Um, that's that's always an issue uh, Two, these brands are really focused on their persona and their their branding. And what that does is it kind of handcuffs us from really moving into conversion optimization and elements that are going to increase revenue just because, you know, we're, we're limited to what their, their brand guidelines are. And number three is uh, they're cannibalizing their, their sales with all of the different retailers that they're in. Yes, you know, you are driving, you know, you have additional revenue streams. However, uh, you could potentially be having much better margins, generating much more revenue if you focused on your brand and on your e-commerce store. Yeah. And, and we see this often. I mean, we speak to brands that have uh, this, this partnership with different retailers like Best Buy and Amazon and Walmart. And you go to their website product pages and they're literally sending traffic away to these retailers. And then they come back to us and they say, why do we have such low conversion rates? I mean, there is definitely a middle ground that needs to be established here. But um, so I want to I want to talk about specifics uh, of what we look at when we do an audit. So when we do an audit like this and when we actually decide to do custom development for uh, a publicly traded or an enter enterprise e-commerce business, we look at these things. We look at conversions. We look at average order volume. We look at lifetime value. And we also look at how the nurture is in the back end. What that means is. You know, when you talk about Amazon and Amazon Prime, there's a relationship there. There is an overabundance of value that Amazon provides. It's not, it used to be about fast shipping. It's not about that anymore. So what is that relationship that you are building with your own audience as an, as an enterprise e-commerce company that might be doing 100, 200, even like billion, $2 billion? 
And how are you establishing that relationship through the value proposition that you're offering? Why should somebody buy it from your brand website rather than go to Amazon and go to Walmart and buy it, right? So these are some of the things that we analyze. And we do something that we believe internal teams at these brands don't do is we look at the technical details. We look at uh, conversions really, really carefully. And this is a... This is actually an argument between me and Joe all the time because I'm a numbers guy. I don't care how pretty or beautiful a site looks as long as it makes money and it converts at 10, 11, 12%. And Joe is more balanced than I am and he cares about the brand and he cares about how it looks. He cares about brand guidelines. And, you know, so he's trying to always find that fine balance, but I don't really care about that. Now, another challenge Joe, is whenever you do this audit, going to sea level and explaining in these big companies to the decision makers, you know, to the C-suite and explaining to them why they should do something because they are very, um, what's the right word? I don't want to say cheap, but they're very cost efficient. They don't want to spend money unless you can show them an ROI, unless you can show them return. So how do we address that challenge? So, you know, you said it, it's a fine balance between branding and conversion optimization. But anytime that you're approaching a C-level exec, what you need to do is you need to show them a strategy that is backed by data that you can actually put together a forecast of when they will be getting that, that ROI from any changes that you're going to be implementing and, and pretty much what they can expect moving forward from any type of optimizations that, that you're proposing. Yeah. So, uh, again, you know, to be able to convince the C-suite, you have to, and, and we do this very specifically. Let's say I do an audit on, 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 a, on an enterprise e-commerce site, and I come up with five things, right? Let's say those five things are, we need to implement a quick add to cart. We need to implement an advanced search and filter with Algolia. We have to define primary and secondary conversions. I have to build a nurture in the backend via email and SMS to basically get more reorders and get more revenue from my existing customers. And let's say I want to limit the links or the traffic that I push to my retailers so that the conversions happen on my side. Let's say these are priorities, right? These priorities, by the way, you can implement on 95% of the enterprise e-commerce sites out there that do not have it. They're on some custom system like Hybris. Hybris is great, but if you customize it too much, it's gonna lag. It's just kind of like Magento Enterprise, right? So if I define these and if I build a strategy around this along with a UI UX elements for me to improve conversions for a specific site, then along with those suggestions and I will have the cost and right under the cost, I will say expected conversion increase and what that means for the next six months, next 12 months, next 24 months. Because if you are doing $100 million and if I can push your conversions 5%, which is not big, you're making $105 million over 12 months period. You're making $110 million over 24 months period, right? So this is the kind of, you're actually making $210 million over a 24 month period. So if I can show and with a specific certainty, tell C-levels, hey, this is the increase in revenue that we expect, they will go for it. And this is usually the biggest challenge we have because we are not speaking to the CEO or the CFO or the VP of sales. We are speaking to usually directors 
and managers in those companies, and they need to go and ask for that budget. So, Joe, we talked about the fight between, you know, brand, beautiful, and the dollars, right? Brand meaning your guidelines, beautiful meaning your site looking really, really nice, but not converting, and dollars. Talk to us about platforms, because we didn't touch base on that. Most of these companies are on enterprise platforms, licensed platforms, we call them. You can call it, you know, some of these are EpiServer, uh, Hybris, SAP. Uh, you might be looking at Magento Enterprise. You might be looking at Sitecore. What is the challenge that we see? And we're partners with some of these uh, solutions. What is the challenge that we see with enterprise solutions? So the, one of the biggest challenges we see is the, the clunkiness of it. They've, they've been on these platforms for a very long time, adding functionality, adding custom functionality, and all of this is getting extremely clunky and slowing down their site. Um, not to mention the mess on the back end. So many different hands involved, so many different developers that it's, it's, not, it's not cleaned up. It's, um, you know, the code is not necessarily always in a centralized location that's easily accessible. You know, that, that's probably one of the biggest challenges is, you know, unless you're the developer that went in there first, on the first, you know, touch and went in and did their thing, it's very difficult for another developer to go in and know what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, this is one of the top challenges is when a C-level, when a, when, a, when a VP or when a CEO or a CFO or whomever makes a decision to buy SAP, by NetSuite, they make a decision to buy an enterprise solution. They're basically saying, hey, man, I bought the Ferrari, so I'm not really liable for this. I bought the best. But unfortunately, in e-commerce, there is no such thing as the best platform. It really depends on your requirements, what you need. If you need customize, if you need a ton of customization and product pages that are custom, et cetera, et cetera, it might be better to use an enterprise solution. But if you don't have customized products, if you just have a few options, then you could go with something like a Shopify Plus or a BigCommerce Enterprise. And we actually recommend that because these platforms are more robust and they can move a lot faster and they can respond faster to your requirements and to your needs. It won't be a licensed platform that is just you know waiting to be upgraded if you pay another $100,000 or 200,000 euros, right? So this is why we like hosted solutions. But going back to what Joe stated, Again, the audit, the strategy that we built for enterprise e-commerce systems uh, and companies that are publicly traded has to do with always providing a return on the investment and showing them with some level of certainty what they should expect from those changes. And especially in the past 45 to 60 days, because everybody is going 100% digital, it's not 99% digital. Big brands, they don't want to share their online revenue with Amazon, Walmart, and their retailers anymore. I mean, look at what uh, Zara is doing on Instagram. Look at what uh, H&M is doing. Look at what Nike is doing. As a, as a big brand, you need to build that relationship with your customer as during the ordering process or checkout process. You have built it from a product standpoint, right? When I grab a pair of Nikes, it's an awesome product and I can wear it and I can be happy. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm wearing Nikes. The same thing with, you know, this is something, I'm sorry to jump around, but this is something that Apple was able to do incredibly well. You know, not only did they build loyalty around their product 
but they enhance the retail experience and the digital experience. Go to apple.com. You're only going to buy it from apple.com. You're not going to buy it from anywhere else. I don't ever remember buying an Apple product on Amazon. And I buy everything on Amazon. I, the reason I buy it from Apple is that experience that they give me. Any last words, Joe? If you're a publicly traded e-commerce company, you most likely have not even reviewed your e-commerce funnel and your checkout funnel and your conversion optimization rates in years. So right now, since everything is going digital, requesting an audit right now is the best thing to do. All right, so uh, that's it for this week, guys, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of Optimum 7 Surge Sessions. Do you have a suggestion for a topic you'd like us to cover or simply have a question about one of the topics we have previously covered? Send us an email to info at Optimum7.com or visit our website, www.Optimum7.com.